0: Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift.
1: Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's
0: going the distance. He's going for speed.
1: What's up, everybody? Here on The Ride, normally with Royce, except I'm Myron Metcalf uh college basketball reporter for ESPN, former Star Tribune reporter. I still live here in the city. They, they haven't kicked me out of state yet. So I'm gonna continue to enjoy it. And we're gonna talk a lot of sports. As always when I get a chance to fill in for Roy We're gonna talk about what I think is probably Mike Zimmer's dream of Sam Bradford throwing a pass to Teddy Bridgewater in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, as Case Keenum looks on from the sideline. I don't know. As he as as one one tier falls down Zimmer's face, and uh, that uh, Titanic music plays in the background. (laughs) So we'll get to that at at some point. We'll talk about the the Timberwolves who, man, you know, I I know a couple months ago it was like, yeah, they got promise. Then a month later it was like, these guys could be pretty good. Now it's like they they can do some damage. I mean, there, there aren't four or five teams in the West where you're like, oh, they could definitely beat the Timberwolves. There might be two. Right now where you go, okay, that team, they probably have a lot of trouble with them, the the Rockets and and the Warriors. And we'll get to that as well. I want to talk a little bit about Gophers football and something I thought about during the national college football playoff yesterday. And we'll obviously talk my specialty college basketball. But, uh, fellas, I want to start with this. I need your help on something. Um, I don't know who to tip anymore. Like, what I mean by that is I don't know the list of people who are supposed to get tips oh. for their services. Let me give you the scenario. All right. I'm traveling from Louisville yesterday. I get stuck in Chicago. It's a whole mess. Flights are canceled. They lose my back. Right? Oh, here's a nice place to spend O'Hare's, this time of the year. <laughs> O'Hare's great, right? It's, it's a great place. They always <laughs> – flights are always on time. Sure. You know what I hate about O'Hare is when you circle it. Yes. Like, so, like, yes. you get there – here's what happened to me the other day. We got there 30 minutes early. But we circled for 30 minutes. So it's like we're here over O'Hare, but due to traffic issues, we've got to wait before Mm -hmm. we land. Mm -hmm. So, like, why don't we just get there 30 minutes later? I don't want to circle O'Hare for 30 minutes. But anyways, I get to O'Hare. My flight gets canceled. I make my way back here. They've lost my bag. Okay? So they got a bad guy, right? I guess a guy who retrieves bags, dropped it off at my house, which I'm very grateful for. He comes to my house. And he kind of gives me the look of, I think you're supposed to be giving me a tip.
2: Oh, I
1: don't. I mean, this is not. This has happened to me like one time before, so I don't tip him. Not because I'm actually a good tipper. I just wasn't used to. I didn't really understand if I'm supposed to tip
2: him. Okay, so I've spent many a year working in the service industry. Okay, here's why you're fine. Okay, uh, this was a service provided to you. That you a did not request and b was not your fault. They True. lost your bag. True, that's on them. It wasn't like you requested a special. You know, had you said, "Hey, I'm I'm flying. Can you send my bag to my house?" That's different. It's completely different. I think you're fine. He, I re- I really really do. He gave me the he gave me the look to the point where when
1: I got back in the house, I was like, "Man, should I have tipped him?" I felt bad. I was I wasn't sure, but it made me realize I don't know the list of people. Mm-hmm. Who are supposed to get tips? Do you agree with
2: me, Manny? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know, I good. didn't know I'm a tip. I think you're good. Because and I when I go out, if if you know we go out to eat, if the wife and I go grab a drink, whatever, I tip great too. Yeah. Just because I know mm-hmm. that the person that's either making my cocktail or pouring my beer or whatever, I know that they're not making, you know, a wage that they can live on. They're they're solely relying on tip money as that, as, that, as their income from that job. And that's an automatic response. We know waiters and waitresses, we know, like, okay, they get tips, right? Yep.
1: There's this other list of people, though, who are kind of in that tip category, but it's just not clear. I take rental cars all over the country when I travel, and sometimes the the rental car shuttle guy has, like, a cup. And my thing is like, if I put my bags onto the rental car shuttle, mm-hmm. am I still tipping you? Is that like, what's the
2: factor there? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know, and I just feel like there needs to be a list of the people we're supposed to tip. Yeah, when you check into the hotel, if they they always ask, do you need help with your bags? I always say no because it's yes. usually one or possibly two. Yes, I'm good. I I, I can handle my own it. bags, and I and I want to handle my own bags exactly. Um, so and that's the the you know they'll send the guy or whatever to help you. Get to your room. But, yeah, in, th- in that situation, if someone helps you with your stuff, yeah, you probably have to give them a couple bucks. But I'm going to handle my stuff on my own. No tip, right? Yeah, no tip. If I
1: bring everything on – I had a situation, fellas, last summer where I get new furniture, right? And and the furniture dudes are moving the couches in, and he can't pull it up. So I've got to reach down and help him boost up my own couch. and and you in, know, Into your house? Into my house. Like they weren't really? strong enough to – Maneuver this thing. So I go down and I help them out, right? And I'm like, I'm not a part of this crew. Do I tip myself in that situation? What do you do?
2: Sure, because you actually
1: did the physical act. I did. I came in with the muscle, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been lifting weights, everybody. So I come in and help out. But that wasn't part of it. What do I tip them? Do I take that away from the tip? I just need a manual on who I need to tip
2: and how much. I, so... A couple of years ago, uh, we moved into our house that we live in currently, and the guy, I won't say what service, but I was having my television unit installed. Yeah. I'm not going to say whether it was a dish or cable or whatever. And the guy wrapped it up, and he took a couple hours, which, whatever, it's, that, that's fine. And at the end, kind of gave me the, all right, uh, that's it. <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking, well, okay, go. leave. right. Let's exactly. leave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, and I, I got, later, I thought, was I supposed to give him a couple bucks? Because I... <laughs> I didn't think you tipped the the television service installation guy. I didn't think I did that. The dude, the dude who dropped off my bag, gave me that look. I didn't know. Or are some of some of these people are they savvy enough to know that for every guy like you or me that's yeah. not going, is there going to be one guy that says, "Oh, I better give him ten bucks"? Do you know what I'm saying? So is he just doing that because he's savvy enough to know that out of the five bags, yes, one or two might. Might throw you a couple of bones. I think that's part of it, but it's also he knows that he looks like the
1: hero, right? Here's your bag. Hey, it was lost. I helped I, you. I forget the fact that you've lost my bag, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm just thinking, wow, Joe the delivery dude has rescued my bag, mm-hmm. somehow found it in the vastness of the Chicago airport and dropped it off on my doorstep. What a hero. <laughs> I should give him something for this, right? Yes. That's the thing, but okay. then you make a good point. They lost the bag in the first place. It was their
2: error. Yes, it was their error. If anyone
1: should be tipping, it's them. Mm -hmm. Tipping the dude. But he gave me that look, man, and I honestly felt bad. I I didn't know. And I... It, do you get what I'm saying? There's a list of yes. people out there, and
2: with travel too, it's it's a completely different <sighs> animal because the there are so many things. Like for instance, I hate flying. I do. I love to travel, but yeah. I absolutely hate everything about going to the airport. I'm with you. I, I hate every, everything about that, and I, it's because I don't like being at the mercy of other people. I'm yeah. a very, I'm a somewhat impatient person. I want to get it done, and I want to get it done now. I'm with you. So that's why when there's so many things that are left to chance that are out of your control. I, I just, oh, that's that that kind of stuff drives me nuts. It, it was that entire experience. That was my day
1: at O'Hare Airport. <laughs> Flight canceled, had to get rebooked, the whole thing. And I know people, you know, a lot of people don't have an opportunity to travel. So it's not like I'm like, oh, hey, I get to try. No, it's not that. It's just you, you, you still lost my bag, right? Which I, I don't know how that happens. Like there's a number. I put a tag on it. You tell me that whatever
2: your system is, you can track this thing. Hey, so uh, normally when when Royce is in this, th- that chair, yeah, we don't like to run phone calls, but we got a couple people that want to weigh in.
0: I need, uh, no, I know, right. I need, I need the phone calls. Get some so, answers for you. Let's so, go to, man. yeah, let's go to Ryan and Wilmer first. What's up, Ryan?
3: Hey, Ryan. Do you guys tip your garbage man? Yes, I do. Oh, that's good. What, what do you what do you tip them usually?
2: Uh, well, the thing is, my normal guy they got bought out, so we left uh, a couple of bucks. Uh, actually, a gift card. My wife got him a gift card and a card, and then just you know, thank you for your service for
3: the year. Okay. I I I know it kind of sounds greedy, but I personally, because I'm in the business, I recommend about fifty bucks.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. And like once, like a Christmas kind of once a year. Thing? Yeah. Okay. Because
3: I mean, you, you break it down, it's less than a buck a week. Yeah. You know.
1: But th- is that the expectation?
3: Not really. Just the recognition. I mean, 50 bucks is nice. But, I mean, just the recognition. Yeah, you thought of us. Because we do bust our ass all year long.
0: Yeah. Right good po- Thanks, That's Ryan. That's a good point. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Ryan. Who else we got? We got anybody else? One more. We got Larry on the road. <clears throat> He's actually working right now delivering luggage. So, Larry wants to weigh in. What's up, Larry? What's
3: up, Larry? Hey, man. I uh, just wanted to let you know that um, it's not that necessary to tip the driver, but we definitely do appreciate when people uh, do tip us. Sure. Um, and uh, we we don't work for the airlines. Okay. So we don't uh, necessarily know what happened to your luggage. We're just the guys that uh, get it delivered.
1: And that's so- fair. It's not your fault. And that, and that's the thing I was getting at. It's It's not your fault. You're just being hired
0: to to yeah, do this, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, And and usually people appreciate that. Sometimes sometimes they don't realize that, and they think they uh, know what happened to your bag well, and and all that.
1: Well, I appreciate it, Larry. That that helps me out a lot because I think again we need to have some sort of universal list. We'll get back to maybe a little bit of this. Talk some more sports on the ride here on fifteen hundred ESPN. Myron Metcalf back here on the ride, filling in for Patrick Royce, uh, who I hope is enjoying sunny skies somewhere. And he's
0: rooting for the cold for us here <laughs> in the in the Twin Cities. So, guys, I, I have a little bit of uh, breaking news. Oh, that just my. Went across the okay, uh, uh, here's our world, uh, breaking
2: news sounder, Manny oh. Fresh. What you got?
0: <laughs> this is uh, from Field Yates, who uh, reports on the NFL for ESPN, of course. The Bengals have signed head coach Marvin Lewis no. to a two-year no. extension no. through 2019. Stop making stuff up. No. Stop I am stuff not up. making
1: it up. Stop making stuff up. man! I am we not can't. making it up. I, you I, cannot I, make I, I, this uh, up. Uh, wait, uh, how many?
0: <laughs> a three-month contract? A what, what, uh, what? A two-year extension through 2019. <sighs> I am what? not making this up, My, Myron, because you cannot make this up. <laughs> I, like, What? <sighs> How
2: much of that, say. How much of that is being paid by the Buffalo Bills? Since the <laughs> Bengals are the team that got them into the postseason,
1: Marvin Lewis is like this. Should this should be a movie? He he is unstoppable. He's the Terminator. How do you he go from go away. but go how away. do you go from being on the hot seat, which is on the hot seat every year, right, to controlling your own fate and deciding? All right, fine. I'll sign a two year deal he he's the guy who's like you know what i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave this relationship and you're like whatever leave and then he starts packing his bag and you're like wait i don't know i don't really know if i want that, that that's marvin lewis he does it to the Bengals every year and they're convinced psychologically somehow that they can't do better but I do you understand think, it? do
2: you think though that it's a case of he must just have that great of a relationship with ownership Oh that's, exactly. a, he, oh, that's the, he, that's the,
0: and, and the thing too is Paul Brown notoriously for like years has always been that owner that when whenever there's speculation that something might happen, he does the opposite. Yeah, you're right. He yes. does the yes. opposite whenever, and this has been going on with Marvin Lewis for a decade yep. where whenever you think, okay, this is going to be it for Marvin. This is going to be it. He gets, he gets a new, he gets a new, uh, a new extension. And then the Bengals come back, and they have a nice year. And then you think, well, yeah, they're, they're, yeah it looks like the Bengals are finally going to get back on track. And then they go 5-11. and 11, And then we're thinking, oh, yeah, this might be it for Marvin. This might, this might be time for him to part ways. And then he gets another extension. It doesn't. It's been the same cycle for a decade with him.
1: It, it really doesn't make sense how he continues to, like, find a way— it, the NFL, of all leagues, right, it's the hardest league to get a job and then keep a job, right, like in terms of a head coaching job. It, it, people. I mean, the, Joseph in Denver almost lost his gig this year, comes back. They say, okay, he'll be back for next season. But somehow Marvin Lewis has found a way to coach since 2003, his best years. In his best year, he won 11 games. He's done that twice. I'm sorry. He went. He went 12 and four in 2015. Yep. He's won 11 games twice. He's won 10 games, I think, two or three times. But the last couple of years, what six and nine and one, seven and nine this year. There's nothing about that that makes anyone go. You know what? This guy has a
2: chance to to maybe build this team to make it even better, especially since he doesn't win in the playoffs. But you know what? I wonder how much of it too. Not that I agree with it because I think that there just gets to a certain point where you just need a change. How much of it comes from the place of okay? Well, after they got humiliated by the Vikings here, they rebounded. They beat Detroit, who was trying to get into the playoffs, yep. and they knocked out their their rival in their division in Baltimore, who was also trying to get who into the was playoffs. also a, a miracle pass away from getting to the postseason. It's like a pride thing. Like Brown is like, hey. You, you, you stuck it but to our rival. We know I mean, how that sport works. There is so much about, well, they, they fought for him till the end. But yeah. He hasn't won in the playoffs. I agree. But I, that's the thing. Years.
1: At the end of the day, he has not won in the playoffs. 15 years
0: and he's 0-7 It, it the makes
1: no sense to me <laughs> that a guy like that gets another chance. You know, when so many other coaches who have done more, have done better – don't have that kind of job security. It it is absolutely bizarre. Ooh. This isn't a Steelers situation with Tama. This isn't a no you've got a team that's had three head coaches in how many years? This is a, a team that should want to get
0: better, I would think. And historically they have been one of the most un you know on and off the field one a of joke. the most undisciplined football teams in the NFL yeah. if not the most undisciplined.
2: He has not won a game in the playoffs, people. Do, do they have a GM? I, I I'm not, not nothing's ringing a bell. Do they have like a front office executive that's kind of or is it is it they Paul do. Brown? His name is Marvin
1: Lewis. Okay. <laughs> because clearly if he's going to be two and I mean get a two-year deal, how on earth do you get that in this situation unless ownership Continues to say, "Look, that's my guy."
2: Well, and you look out there too. If you're if you're Cincinnati, and I, again, I, I I don't agree with the decision, but I just I'm just trying to think of why they must have there. Yeah, you got Pat Shermer. There's a couple of guys that are going to get a head coaching job that are well deserved. But look around the league, your options are limited. I think, in my opinion, as much as they as they have ever been in this league. But I feel like we've been at this stage so many times with Marvin Lewis, who has
1: performed well in you know a bunch of regular seasons. Has done nothing in the postseason, so that's the goal, right? To me, this message: if you're a fan of the Bengals right now, the message that is being sent is we don't really care about winning in the postseason. We just want to be
2: good to average in the regular season, and then we'll see what happens if we get to the postseason. But look at the avail- okay. So go back to the availability. Yeah. I mean, if if you're the Bengals, are you going to want to stick with a guy who at least has gotten you to a point where you're you're a postseason team, or do you want to roll the dice with? Jack Del Rio or some of these other guys that are going to be Jim Caldwell, John yeah. Fox. I mean, it's not exactly like there's a lot of upgrades that are out there that are going to make you a better football team. And again, you could go with the the the, the hot up and coming coordinator route. I just don't think that that person's available right now. Okay, can I can
0: I read off a, a yes. list for you guys? Okay, yep. I just discovered this. All right, th- these are the longest tenured coaches. So I'll just go let's see one, two, three, four, five. Chuck Pagano, six, you want to bring seven, Chuck
2: Pagano into six, the mix? Seven. <laughs> okay, the,
1: so anything's worth a try with a guy who can't win in the playoffs,
0: man. You, you guys will love this. So this is this are this is the 7 longest tenured head coaches currently in the National Football League, and I'll start with the longest tenured and and work my way down. Longest tenured number one is Bill Belichick. Number okay. two. Marvin Lewis, number three, Mike McCarthy, and and Sean Payton, so they're three and four, they're tied. Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, and Jason Garrett. Now, Belichick, McCarthy, Payton, Tomlin, and Harbaugh, what do they all have in common? Quarterback? They've all won Super Bowls. They've all won Super Bowls, okay? And Marvin is... Marvin Lewis... And Jason Garrett, what do they have in common? Losing records. No, they have win- they both have winning records. They don't have Super no, Bowls. They don't, they don't oh, have no, Super, they no don't have super Bowls. Wins. It's like... And here's the other thing, although Garrett, Garrett does have a postseason win. Okay. But here's the other thing. Both of those guys, they're they're two of the seven longest tenured head coaches. They have not won Super Bowls, and they both are in situations where their owners are the de facto GMs of their teams. That That's a huge... That's a huge factor. I mean, if they can oh,
1: override all no decisions, more. that that's it. But I mean, that list you described—he he's not Michael. If this was a Jacksons, he ain't Michael. He's not even Latoya. <laughs> he ain't Rebe. Anybody know Reby? No, you never heard of her. She's a Jackson, Reby?
2: exactly. Okay, she's
1: a Jackson. I don't know which. He's not even Tito. I don't know no, which I was, Jackson I was is. Going to say he's not even Tito. We'll talk more <laughs> football when we get back, man. I'm on fifteen hundred ESPN.
3: Sports update with my man, John. What do you got for us? right. <laughs> uh, This update is sponsored by KFC. KFC's signature pot pie is filled with delicious Kentucky fried chicken and veggies and topped with golden flaky crust. All for just $3.99. KFC, it's finger licking good. Da-na-na, da-na-na. 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 The Vikings might <laughs> be the second seed in the NFC, but they are the conference favorite to reach the Super Bowl, according to at least one Las Vegas Superbook. I don't want to hear that, John. Westgate has the New England Patriots as the consensus favorite to win Super Bowl 52. Uh, the Vikings are next at 4 to 1. Philadelphia, the NFC's top seed, is at 15 to 1 as the NFL playoffs get set to start this weekend. Of course, they're without Carson Wentz. He's out for the season. Backup Nick Foles taken over as the team's starting quarterback. Uh, they were beaten 6 to nothing by the Cowboys this past Sunday. The Vikings will have a first-round bye and play host to the Rams on January 14th if Los Angeles beats Atlanta in the opening round, or they'll play the winner of the Carolina New Orleans game if Atlanta beats. The Rams. I love that the Rams tried everything possible
2: to not have the three seed and face the Vikings in the second round, <laughs> and they backed their <laughs> they way, backed way right, in. their way right everybody into everybody lost on Sunday. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny.
3: Meanwhile, Vikings offensive coordinator Pat Shermer, uh, we heard over the weekend that the Lions, Bears, and Cardinals of each requested interviews or have them scheduled for later this week. And today, a new team has entered the mix. ESPN reporting the New York Giants also want to meet with Shermer. Vikings quarterback Sam Bradford, by the way, returned to practice today, two months after that cleanup surgery on his left knee. He was placed on injured reserve uh, November 8th, and this was the first week he was eligible to come back practicing with the team. Uh, Vikings have that first-round bye, of course, and they'll have up to three weeks to decide whether or not to put Bradford back on the active roster four the playoffs Uh, some late breaking NFL news Carson Palmer is calling it a career Palmer writing in an open letter to fans over the years I've had teammates who decided to hang it up and I would ask them how they knew when it was time to walk away the answer almost always the same you just know for me that time is now why quite simply I just know 38-year-old Palmer coming off a season that was cut short by a knee injury a three-time Pro Bowler, Palmer was a Heisman Trophy winner at USC in the first overall pick in the 2003 NFL Draft. Palmer spent his first eight seasons with the Bengals before being traded to the Raiders, playing in Oakland for two years and then finishing his career with the five years in. Arizona. That's it, it, how
0: long Marvin Lewis has been with the Cincinnati that's, that's Bengals. Just, that he drafted Carson Palmer. Oh my God,
3: you're it, right. It's also
1: easier easier to know when to leave when you got a hundred million dollars in the bank as yeah. well, right? Yeah, that might be the sign
3: too of your Carson Palmer. Was he? He was hurt last season at the end too, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. As he had two years yeah. in a row where mm-hmm. he. Yeah. Wild forward Zach Parise will make his season debut tonight at the X. Is the Wild play Florida? Parise has missed the first 39 games of the season after preseason back surgery. Uh, Also on the wild injury front, forward Nino Niederreiter with a lower body injury will practice tomorrow. He should be back for Thursday's game against Buffalo. Wolves with the night off after their win over the Lakers last night. They're on the East Coast to play the Nets tomorrow evening. Uh, Gophers senior guard Nate Mason still day-to-day with an ankle injury heading into Wednesday's Big Ten home game against Illinois. That coming from head coach Richard Petino today. Petino said Mason is able to do shooting grills but not cut and move laterally when working out during a shootaround before Saturday's win against Harvard. A couple other NFL notes to pass along. The San Francisco 49ers say yes, they want Jimmy Garoppolo to be their franchise quarterback now and well into the future. Uh, John Lynch said in this uh, today's season-ending news conference that Garoppolo is their guy. Garoppolo's five starts helped the Niners finish with a flourish. Lynch said, look, we want Jimmy to be a Niner for a long, long time, and that process is going to take place here. We're eager to get that done. Garoppolo scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent in March. Lynch made it clear the 49ers have no intention of letting Garoppolo test what would be a, probably a pretty good market out on the open market for Garoppolo. He was acquired by San Francisco from the New England Patriots for a 2018 second-round draft pick on October 31st. He got his first start December 3rd against the Bears. Uh, he did set a franchise record for passing yards in his first five starts with the team, throwing for 1,542 yards. It is weird that they waited so long to finally play him. Because
2: yeah. it wasn't like they would had other options. Because the other yeah. C.J. Bethard, whatever other stiff they rolled out there were
3: awful.
1: Well, yeah. he's getting a lot of love out there. Case Keenum... Uh would we'll love to know what that feels <laughs>
3: like. 5-0 uh, and oh, as a starter for the 49ers uh, as they end the season 6-10. and 10. He's a pretty good-looking dude, too, man. I, I, I'd, yeah, I'd pay he's good got money that
2: to Days like of you. Our Lives. Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: oh yeah. No, Actually, more like one of those, uh, the, the Spanish no, novellas, what are they called? The sp- Spanish soap operas. What in the hell are you talking about? They're like novellas. About? What are they called? It's a name. I can't think of the name. It's okay. like one of those guys you see on
0: Telenovelas. Okay. They, Kenny might know.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does have that Days of Our Lives
3: kind of that hairs now. Kenny or Jimmy, both (laughs) got it. I can't tell the two apart. Uh, So Chris, uh, as Pat would say, he gives you urges. Was that what you're saying? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Much like Dennis Eckersley did for Roycey back in the '90s.
3: (laughs) And after earning the number two seed in the AFC, the Steelers are enjoying a bye week before their playoff run begins. Now, Antonio Brown, of course, he's still recovering. That that bye week should do him good. And apparently it will also allow offensive coordinator Todd Haley to recover from an injury of his own. The Steelers confirming today Haley suffered an injury after the team's regular season finale on Sunday. How? Oh. He suffered a hip injury when he was shoved outside a bar near
2: Hines Feet into a know. bar fight.
3: Oh, no. That according to NFL.com's Ian Rappaport and our buddy Tom Pelicero, uh, police are apparently still investigating the incident. The Steelers will face either the Titans, Chiefs, or Jaguars on January 14th. Spectacular. Oh, wow.
1: Well, we'll be back talking more sports here on the ride with Roycey. I'm Meyer Metcalf filling in. Back on 1500 here. Huh, if I had a voice. Back on fifteen hundred, the ride with Patrick Royce Meyer Metcalf filling in. Lost my voice there for a second.
2: You're gonna be all right. We're gonna need to send reinforcements. Maybe know, I'm a good, lozenge, or you I'm you're good. Good I don't know what happened there. You may have to follow,
0: follow the uh, follow Patrick and and go go the Diet Coke route.
1: Yeah, I I got <laughs> some. I gotta I gotta keep going with that or something. But um, so I was uh, I went to University Minnesota State Mankato. Go Mavs. Go Mavs. I covered training camp for the Minnesota Vikings. I remember when Dante Culpepper was so big, right, he actually, during like a film session at night or something like that, he parked like three people in with this big SUV. Like he was late. So he just like parked wherever. Blocked like three people, Mm -hmm. right? And the people come back to their cars, and they were like excited and taking pictures that Dante Culpepper had blocked him. That's how much they loved Culpepper, right? He was, like, such a rock star in those Were they, good years. Would these have been fellow teammates? Fans. No, they've been fans. So it's just like he basically is late for a film session. Okay. And he drives over to, I don't know if you know the Mankato campus. Oh, but, yeah.
2: Spent many years there.
1: But wherever he is, he's in, like, a little parking lot, and he just parks the car and gets out. Okay. And blocks a bunch of people in, fans who are there for training camp. and people Because everyone knew his car. You know, he's the only car that had the
2: Mm
1: -hmm. 48-inch rims or whatever, you know, he had on that thing. Mm -hmm. But people were so excited just to see the car there, even though he was blocking everybody in, because he was that much of a rock star. Like, he was so beloved. And he was such a guy who people just, they wanted to see him do well. Uh, It was like there was a cultural element in terms of people jumping on the Culpepper bandwagon. Mm -hmm. I bring him up because Case Keenum has none of that, Right. Case Keenum has nothing beyond his stats and his success, and that's like what he's limited to. Now, I think people appreciate him, definitely. I think Vikings fans are excited for where they are and the potential of what could happen. But I don't think he's beloved. I don't think he has what other quarterbacks in this city have had in terms of how people have been devoted to them and been attached to them.
2: But uh, we debated this in the 3 o'clock hour. However, that, that is all 100% accurate. If this guy, Case I'm talking about, if he wins the Super Bowl, it will elevate him above everybody else that has ever played quarterback for this team. True. Including Tarkington, including everybody. Well, uh, well, if he wins the Super Bowl. But does he have to play great in the Super Bowl to get No, that? I don't think so. I, it, I think if he plays just a regular average Case Keenum day, it will elevate him to... He will be the most beloved quarterback in this franchise's history, regardless of whether they retain him, if he resigns here, if he goes to wherever, it doesn't matter. He will be the most beloved quarterback in this franchise's history with the fans, with the fans. I'm going to disagree, and maybe Manny Mm. agrees. I'm not sure,
1: because to me, this is more Brad Johnson with Tampa Bay, Trent Dilfer with the Ravens than, you know, Kurt Warner or someone like that who's kind of an unknown guy who – leads his team to the promised land. I don't know that he'll get that. Will he be sort of this guy that, you know, no one else can say they have a Super Bowl and he'll hold a special place? Yeah. Bigger than all those guys,
0: he's got a lot of ground to cover if that's gonna happen. But think th- oh, go ahead, manny. Go well, ahead. Here, Here's what I'll say though. I think the the Buccaneers, they won the Super Bowl with Brad Johnson, but I don't know if that fan base Really? I think it's a different fan base down there than it is up here. What do you mean? Because I think up here Minnesota sports fans. We we like to find guys to love and if case Keenum wins a Super Bowl with the Minnesota Vikings I think he has then at that point given this fan base a reason to absolutely love him and elevate him above a lot of other quarterbacks that have played that have played in this league and uh, for this team, because I mean, people still love Tommy Kramer. They love Fran Tarkenton. They love Dante Culpepper. They love Brett Favre for the one year
2: that he was here. And those guys didn't win Super Bowls.
1: So why don't they love Case now, though?
2: I
0: because he hasn't done
2: it yet. And I think the other part of it too is not necessarily that there is a uh, an element of of. Not loving Case Keenum, I think that there are for the hardcore Viking fans, you know, and there's a lot of them out there. That this is the most followed team. It's not even close in this market. But I think there's also the element of we're afraid of not being let down again because this franchise has given them nothing to suggest that it won't break their hearts when it when it matters the most. That could all change with. Him winning this, I'm just saying. I think that that also plays a part of, part into this. In that, you know, Dante Culpepper was a first round draft pick. There was a lot of hype, you know, and he had some early success when he first got 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 the chance to play. But he didn't do this. But with Case, you know, they're kind of like, okay. Is this is this for real? You know, he he was an undrafted quarterback. He he's been a journeyman. He's been on practice squads. You know, he's been a backup for the most part of his career. I just think that there's so many question marks that the fan base looks at and is it ready to believe that this really could be the team that ultimately breaks the curse.
1: See, and that that that's bizarre to me. I think there's you know, I think you're you're right to on some levels, but this is a market that's embraced the underdog like no one else. I mean, this is a market that's loved the guy with that story.
2: I'll give you I'll give you a prime example. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine about Two three weeks ago, that lives in St. Louis, yeah, and we were talking about the difference between Case Keenum and Kurt Warner. You know, when Kurt Warner came up, he said, "I until Kevin Dyson was it was a Kevin Dyson that was stopped short of the goal line." Mm-hmm. I kept thinking there is no chance this guy's going to win us a Super Bowl, and he, you know, he he's lived in that he's lived in C, in St. Louis his entire life. He literally did not believe that, that that team had the chance to win a Super Bowl until they were hoisting the trophy. But going into that Super
1: Bowl, that, and that might be true, but going into that Super Bowl, they were called the greatest show on turf. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there was a bandwagon attached to Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk and what they were doing. And, and, and my thing with this— That team this, also
2: went 13-3, True, and they had a bye— they played the Vikings their first playoff game, mm-hmm. and keep this in mind: the Vikings were winning that game at halftime. Yeah, and a lot of that, 14. a lot of that talk was, "Well, okay, the, they're finally playing a team, uh, you know, playoff Back caliber team because they had a, a pretty weak schedule going into that
0: postseason." And you remember too the NFC Championship game, the Buccaneers gave that Rams team everything they could possibly handle, at least on the defensive side of the ball. So I I could see how that Rams team like there there I think there was some doubt I think there was a lot of doubt as great a regular season as they had offensively and everything I think there was still the fans were still kind of like oh I don't know I think especially in that NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay so I, I I think here it's it's a very similar thing and I and I think if they can win a Super Bowl with Case Keenum I think Case Keenum will elevate to levels in this town that have never, that no other Viking player has, at least no other Viking quarterback has been elevated to.
1: I want to continue this when we come back. I want to get calls on this. 651-646-8255 or 877-615-1500. I want to hear from some Viking fans when we come back here on 1500. Myron Metcalf here on the ride. Filling in for Patrick Royce. Uh, earlier segment, I said we'd uh, take some calls. We're going to carry those over into the 5 o'clock hours. So we have some time to sift through that, and we can talk about Case Keenum uh, and, and just why Vikings fans don't love him the way that you they
2: know, should. You mentioned something during the break. I think it's worth bringing up here quickly. You said that you think that the, the defense is the one that gets all the love. Yep. Don't you think that that's the way it should be, though? Because the defense is technically the star of this team. True. I mean, the, the defense deserve this is a team
1: that – it, they, they win the Super Bowl. Spot without, no. yeah. If they win the Super Bowl, it's going to be because this defense is outstanding, right? Mm-hmm. But every championship team needs a, a quarterback who's at least a stabilizer. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think Case Keenum has been much
2: more than that. I think it's kind of refreshing, though, just because we are so quarterback star driven with that league, that I think it's, it's cool that a team can be this good that doesn't have. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, what have you at Drew at Brees. the quarterback? Drew Brees, yeah, at the at the quarterback position.
1: It's a great story. No, I think that's you that's know what helpful. they are.
2: Look at Denver when they beat Carolina two years ago. That's what this team is. Peyton Manning although, was although, a shell of what he. Although I would I would probably have taken Case Keenum. What what we've
0: gotten out of Case Keenum this year over what Peyton Manning was? Oh <laughs> yeah, because he was hundred percent terrible that year. And
1: Case has been a playmaker. I mean, that's the thing is I think here's the problem with Case Keenum. It's hard when you have a defense that's this good to get away from the game manager tag, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right? You, you, people don't see him as a playmaker. I think he's been a playmaker.
2: Well, and especially because these last couple of weeks, you can tell they went in going, we're going to run the ball. 100%. We're going to run out the clock. We're going to get out of here alive. So it, and that was completely done by design, not saying that Case wasn't capable of making a couple of plays when he needed to because he did. But you could tell, especially on Sunday where it's like, Oh, I see what we're doing. Yeah. We're yeah. just going to run the ball. They, what, did they have, like, 36 rushing attempts? It was a lot. Against the Bears on Sunday? No, it was a lot, and I think that takes that takes away some of the shine.
1: Thielen, hey, MSU grad, go mm-hmm. Mavs. Yeah. When he makes these catches, no one says it's Case. Like, I mean, Adam has made some ridiculous catches, mm-hmm. Manny, but he's not doing a backflip every time. He's, I mean, he's not <laughs> doing any acrobatics every time. Sometimes right. Case is just putting it right there on the money. And he's hauling it in. And,
0: and Case I doesn't think, get credit for that. And and I think when you look at when you really watch Case Keenum play, when you watch how he moves around in the pocket, you know how he sort of slide steps away from pressure, and he steps up in the pocket a lot. He keeps his eyes downfield even when he's sort of moving around. And I mean, he's it's it's been it's been impressive to watch. It's been really good, really good quarterbacking. He's been doing more than I think just managing managing uh, this managing this offense.
1: And
3: I
0: and
1: I agree it. You know
0: what? This thing
1: would not happen without Case Keenum, and that's what I think people need to acknowledge. You can have a great defense, but without a guy like that, we're not talking about the Super Bowl. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl when we come back here on 1500 ESPN.
0: This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread.